down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you better go in disguise. Welcome back to the Before You Die podcast, where every week we watch a movie from the 1001 movies to watch before you die list and give you our opinion on whether or not we think it's worth your time. My name is Craig, and as usual, I'm joined by Gavin, sans James this week because he's sick. And this week we're discussing the 2012 thriller mystery, Cabin in the Woods. When five college friends arrive at a remote forest cabin for a little vacation, little do they expect the horrors that await them. One by one, the youths fall victim to backwoods zombies, but there's another factor at play. Two scientists are manipulating the ghoulish goings-on, but even as the body count rises, there's yet more at work than meets the eye. You're going back. I'm going through. We'll just drive. And there's got to be another road, another way out of here. It won't work. Something will happen. It'll collapse. Wash away. Then we just leave the roads altogether. Drive as far as we can into the forest, and we go on foot from there. You're missing the point. Please, do not go nuts on me, okay, Dana? You're all I've got now. I'm okay. Good, okay, because I need you calm. Okay, no matter what happens, you gotta stay calm. Okay, so let's get started. I, I didn't know what to expect with this film, starting off, because I hadn't seen it. Uh, I had heard lots about it over the years, but I've, I've somehow managed to avoid spoilers. I don't know how. Really? Yeah. Like So what did you know about this going in when you sat down to watch? So all, all I really knew was that, um, obviously, there was a cabin in the woods. I was expecting an Evil Dead-style film. Oh, you thought it was pretty much straight-up horror? Yeah. So what did, where did you think, the when you saw the first... Well, I suppose the first scene is different because there's they're in the the underground. Yeah, you see the facility and stuff. Yeah. And so, what, at what point did you think, oh, this is going to be completely different just then, or did you think, oh, this is a bit odd? Or I thought, yeah, I thought that was a bit odd. Like I knew it was setting something up because I'd heard, or I, I wasn't completely blind to it. Like I, I knew there was like monsters in it, but I didn't know what. So I was the facility thing. I was like straight away, like you're like, okay, there's something at play here. Like there's a these guys have some role to play and and this place like they they do a really good job i think of setting it up that this is some sort of scientific facility and there's something's not quite right about these guys yeah and like straight away the when they get on their little your woman says that uh oh yeah he he says uh you know don't don't fuck it up this time or something like that and your your woman says like you know who was it that did it the last time? Or he says it, we didn't Who's do it the last yeah. time. It was the chemical department or something like yeah. that. And you're like, what? Uh, what the hell's happened? And then they drive off in their little golf cart. But they, then the opening kind of titles, or the, what do you call those? The title screens? The yeah. title card? Yeah, title card, yeah. That comes up and it's like, it instantly kicks into like this kind of cheesy like 80s style fucking. Yeah. I, I, I immediately thought of, um, what was that movie? Uh, Night of the Living Dead. It, but it's not Night of the Living Dead. It's like a parody. Oh. Do you remember that from like the eighties? It sounds familiar, but I wouldn't. I don't know it yeah. offhand what it would be. It's like Return of the Living Dead or something like that. But it was like a horror comedy. But it, it instantly like, that popped into my head like that sort of. Like, so so how jarring was thing. the um was that scene in the facility to go into the eighties for you then? Did that set it up? That set it up, yeah, completely. Yeah. So like, you you yeah. could, but did you think that because I know people I know Joss Joss Whedon said that. He loved the idea of people walking in 
thinking they're going to see Cabin in the Woods and then say, seeing that and saying, what the hell is this? And thinking yeah. they're going to get the wrong film and that's why he wanted the really? title card to reflect that. I think that's that's pretty cool that he did that. But I, I always wonder, because I knew going in kind of what it was. Yeah. But for you then, what did you think of that? Like, did it seem like you were... That set it up as like, a, I was like, this is going to be like a horror comedy. Yeah. Like, straight away when I that title card comes up because like the the guys there's a bit of humor in, in the conversation at the beginning between the the two scientist dudes and and your woman but i was like that ah, that can be in any horror film regardless yeah of how serious it is but once the title card pops up i'm like all right this is that's just kind of the punchline yeah yeah this is gonna be a bit of fun like it's not gonna be yeah straight up horror and then when it moves on to the the kids the, the kids in the horror i suppose what did you think of them then that was like total 80s like <laughs> summer sort of vacation yeah uh, it reminded me of um, there was a short, what were they called? There was there was these things that Stephen King did in the in the eighties novellas. Yeah, the novellas, but there was there was like TV movies made of his. Oh yeah. Novellas, and for some reason I don't know why it evoked I, King. It, it just evoked that. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was one of those like where there was this blob thing in the middle of a lake. I can't remember the name of the short story it came from, but it was it's very similar. Like these teens are packing up their car to go mm. like on a away for the like a, a week or a weekend in the summer but in that case they go to a lake and they get trapped on the lake and, and killed by this blob thing but I was like this is going to be I expected all of them to die yeah. like, these are all set up to just be what, killed so what do you think about that though because I think we all know anyone who's listening to this is full spoilers anyway so yeah. this is supposed to be a deconstruction so do you think the characters then are just archetypes or do you think they're in any way more three-dimensional than what you're used to or yeah i think they i think it was clever the way they did it because well maybe, maybe i don't know maybe it wasn't clever but they seemed like archetypes in the beginning because they the guy like with the chris helmsworth's character with the football he comes in like typical jock mm. like, but then he in the same he, scene he recommends exactly, like um, yeah he recommends the book. Or something like yeah, that, yeah it just throws it on its head yeah. like and the girl like the virgin um, isn't really a virgin. <laughs> isn't really a virgin. <laughs> um, your man, the the stoner guy. Like, there's always like one stoner or drunken dude yeah. in in the group. Um, the comic relief. Yeah, this, this, and he he yeah. that was so like just overly cheesy. Like he pulls yeah. up in the car, yeah. like ripping on a bong in the car as he's driving. Pretty much shaggy like, from Scooby yeah. Doo without Scooby Doo, which yeah, it's a pretty awesome bong by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes down into the travel mug. So yeah, like straight away it's it's set up like a, a kind of a it, it i wasn't expecting something like you know the fucking the hills have eyes or like uh <laughs> one of those like kind of trying to be yeah. serious horror films. do you think then if you were if you didn't have the opening scene with bradley whifford and Jen, and richard jenkins so cabin the wood starts and it's the scene you see with chris hansard coming in with those what would you do you think you needed that scene then or do you think it would have been almost more effective if they got to the cabin and then they revealed yeah i think it depends on what the the way the director wanted it to to be like i think without that scene in the facility at the beginning yeah it would have been a lot more impactful i suppose when they got to the the cabin mm. and shit started happening but i think whatever way they they, they wanted to set it yeah, up well i, I, like I to, of, for me it works better yeah. in that way but i just think again like they they literally wanted to jar the viewer straight away with yeah. that and i just wonder would it be almost i can see another film another horror film doing the opposite way where it's like mm. almost their twist is going to be this whereas i think they they kind of play their cards already enough now there is a bit more yeah. of a twist that comes in the final third yeah but we'll get to that i think it, it was good to just get that out of the way and say this is kind of the tone we're going for you can already come with us or you can 
go, you know, and I yeah. think that works. But in terms of in terms of the the youngsters, I know I know a lot of people are massive fans of Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins. I love them. I think they're, they're brilliant. Too. What do you think of the, the the main cast and well, kids in the cabin kind of? Um, what do you think of the stoner? Because he kind of he kind of annoyed. He he was a little bit annoying, which I don't think was the actor's fault. I think it was just the the way the character was written. Mm. Like he in the beginning, I was just like, oh. This is such as it's cliche, yeah. so yeah, it is so cliche because Chris Hemsworth's character he was you know obviously portrayed as like an intelligent jock, jock. and then your one you know mad into her her school books and wanted to bring them with her. The other one was just the clear, just bimbo, and then the other guy who you don't really know who, who's just kind of like came in from a new school mm. or transfer from a new school. Whereas the Stoner dude was just it was so over the top in the beginning and then kind of toned down as the movie went on. But I think they. I think they wanted his character to be a bit more like philosophical mm. in a way, and they used him being a stoner to achieve that. Like yeah. that's why he was insightful because he smoked weed. Yeah, but and they were able to, <laughs> they were able to write him out, almost write him out of the situation because they could say, "Oh, he became immune to our toxins because he yeah. smoked so much weed." Which that that that's kind of where my problem comes with the film. For me, mainly is mm. they're kind of deconstructing the genre, and that's fine. But then they're making fun of the what weakens the genre or what kind of makes it a bit laughable sometimes. And I think that's fine as well. Like if you yeah. see something like Scream or you see Tucker and Dale versus Evil, they do that a lot. And that came up before this, which was I like, surprised about as well. Yeah, a couple of years before. Uh, I think. Um, but I think sometimes they, because they have this facility, they can write themselves out of all these situations. And say, oh yeah. well, the reason the girl is so dumb is because we put something in the hair dye that makes her stupid. Yeah, yeah. Or the reason they split up is because we put these gases. Or the reason uh, the stoner is right all along is because he's smoking all the time so that means mm. the air toxins don't work on them and i think that's that's fine but i think when you're when you're kind of poking fun at the holes of it like you can't have your own holes there to be seen like you know because yeah. it's like saying oh well how, how are we going to get out of this situation and say magic that's kind of what they're yeah. they're kind of doing in it. but i like i i don't get me wrong i like the film but i think um i think it thinks it's smarter than it is because mm. of that i think people now think it's smarter than it is as well you know i think it's it's a good film. It's a good deconstruction of the horror genre, but I don't think it's the be-all and end-all. Which is ironic because yeah. I think Wes Craven said, it's not the last horror movie, but it may be the last horror film of, of this kind. It will challenge people to do something totally different. And this film is four <laughs> years old. Has anyone done anything different? Not really. Like, what's since then? If anything... I think they're going reverting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, traditional yeah. sort of like... Like, The Conjuring is huge, but... That was that doesn't owe a debt to Cabin Woods. It owes a debt to The Exorcist yeah. or The Omen or The Witch, for example, did last year or If Follows would owe a greater debt to John Carpenter. Yeah. And maybe in ten years' time, I could be wrong, and there'll be a slew of mm. like these meta horrors. But I think again, Scream had a much bigger impact. Yeah, I think Scream, a lot of films definitely. said, "Oh, Kevin Williamson writes a certain way. Let's write our yeah. our horror films this way." Whereas yeah. I don't think now maybe they wanted it to be this. They wanted it to kind of be the the full stop on the meta horror kind of deconstruction yeah. genre. But I just think if you're if you're going to do it, you kind of need it to be as tight as possible. And I think sometimes they were saying, "Well, the way horror films write themselves out of a corner is just by putting these random things." But at least they can say, "Well, we're a horror film. You're a deconstruction of it, so surely you should be a little bit smarter than that mm-hmm. than just saying, oh, release these toxins or whatever which yeah. is where i think that's where my problems come i just think it, it's smart but it's not as smart as i think 
thinks it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. And I think Scream is more of a... Like, Scream influenced this more than other horror films because mm. that definitely started the whole deconstruction of horror genres anyway. Yeah. Uh, while still being... A, pretty... a very effective horror. Yeah. That's exactly... That's where my, my whole thing... Like, I, like, I've had a lot of fun watching this, but I almost think sometimes horror films should be... Sometimes, now I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes those horror films that are almost an endurance test when you're you notice you're watching like a scene and at the end of it you, you ex- exhale yeah. because like it's so intense whereas i think the middle third of this is what really weakens it because that's when it's it is meant to be just a generic horror film that you're watching on screen yeah with some asides which i really like don't get me wrong but mm. i think the horror isn't effective so i don't know where this this, this is where my kind of my argument with myself comes i had a lot of fun watching it but yeah as a horror film does deserve to be on the list mm. yeah I, I don't class it as a horror film exactly. at all yeah. so then if we're not class as a horror film do we class it as a comedy and then is it funny enough to be yeah. on the list do you know what I mean and that's where my yeah. my kind of um, thinking goes with this now I think again you can combine the two and you can call it a satire you can call it mm. a deconstruction you can call it, and then maybe a, a, you can give it place based on that but my whole my whole kind of thinking is what what sets this apart from other films. That's where my whole thing comes from. Yeah, because it's not it's not the cast. I think yeah, it's pretty I, generic yeah. cast. I, I like I actually like Kristen Connolly. I think she's yeah. likable, but it, that's kind of yeah. That's in, in itself is a trope of horror films. Like that final girl is the likable one usually. Yeah, they, they, I love that. Like yeah. yeah, I love yeah. how they turned that are on its head when she has the option to shoot to kill your man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dana is that his name. No, Marty. Yeah, she has the and she takes it, and I think that's I think that's pretty cool. I do enjoy that. Like I do, I like that they turn things on their head. I just think, like I said, I don't think it's changed enough. I think it's literally just it's picking kind of easy targets and yeah. hitting the hitting the mark, and it's fine. It hits them well a lot of time, but I think where where it does fail is as a horror film. Mm. Like what do any were any parts particularly scary or tense for you? Uh, not that I remember. Uh, if maybe for the first. Tense, maybe in in the sense that I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Yeah. But not tense as in scary. Yeah. I was actually, without knowing what the ending was initially, I kind of thought that one part where they were going through the house, uh, when when shit just started happening, um, and when the zombies first kind of came up out of the ground and and they knew that they were there. It was actually after after your woman got killed, the blonde girl, uh, Jules, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So she had just gotten killed and they come back to the cabin and Chris Helmsworth is like starting to lead them and like he's getting everything together and the guys yeah. in the facility are like, oh shit, like he's kind of, you know, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. So they release like the... The, the stupid gas. Yeah the, yeah. yeah, the stupid gas, let's call it. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, is this... I was trying to guess what the end would be because I kept hearing from people yeah. like, what's... The ending there's a, is there's crazy. There's a big yeah. twist like at the end. And I'm like, all right, so maybe... I was thinking at this point like that it's the, the audience are the ones who are the... That's the big reveal. It's like the audience are the people controlling this. Well, see, some people actually... Um, it's funny you should say that because I know you put up an article on the Twitter account about the theories about Chris Hemsworth. There is theories that the the gods are the audience. So yeah. we get really annoyed when certain things don't happen. Yeah, exactly, films, yeah. Which is funny. That It's funny you should say that. But um, I don't know. Like I think um, I think they hit a lot of the tropes and they hit... I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if you're doing it in in a certain way. Like if you yeah. see scary, oh, scary movie, uh, if you see Scream, literally you have Randy 
yeah. throughout kind of saying don't say i'll be right back you'll die and then that mm-hmm. happens or if you're a virgin you'll live or anything like this yeah. and it's that should take the scares out of it but it doesn't it's still they say right let's make it an effective horror but we'll have this commentary and I, that's the only reason really where i think cabin in the woods lets itself down is if they made this horror film the most effective horror film they could in that mid middle third yeah i think it would have been yeah there was plenty of opportunity so, to do it yeah. like the zombies were very kind of non-scary nondescript yeah, yeah just like kinda, yeah. you know generic zombie and i think it, it's caught in two minds like it, it seems to be they wanted to make it a monster horror or a, like a, a monster movie kind of yeah. a fun throwback to to all the, the characters over the years like in horror films and even just in in fantasy or literature and stuff because there is lots of different characters in it but at the same time they were also trying to go for the horror yeah. effect and it just it, it it's caught between two worlds and that's it's, exactly it's not, where my whole thing comes yeah. from i just i just wish it was scarier i wish because yeah. my kind of litmus test is i don't necessarily get scared during horror films i think i've seen too many or i know too much about the making of or the mm-hmm. actors so that does take me out the reality they're trying to create yeah but my girlfriend is always my litmus test so if she gets scared or she has to like she sometimes will stand up or walk around because she'll be nervous yeah. watching a film that didn't happen during this yeah. and the reason is because it just it's not that scary now you know i know um i know there's people out there that love this film and if there is going to be comments this could be the one where people are commenting because it feels like i'm tearing the film down but i really am i think it's smart i think it's well made but i think the worst kind of part the worst constructed part of it is the horror yeah and i think if you're deconstructing it your construction should be flawless or should be close to the best you can possibly do it. and that's why scream works on so many levels yeah it's why something like new nightmare didn't particularly work because the commentary was good i think wes craven was kind of ahead of the curve there with the commentary made but it's in the horror itself wasn't particularly scary because at this mm. point freddie had become a joke so it's hard to make him scary again. yeah exactly yeah, it's almost a parody of himself yeah. at this point <clears throat> was yeah i think it would have been great if they went just full-on monster movie and I, I literally were just throwing different monsters at the kids like, yeah uh, it's like okay shit the zombies didn't work let's bring out the wolf man yeah. like and they take down the wolf or, man but, and like let's throw someone else at or them, even like. if, if the zombies if they like if you're gonna do the zombies then say right let's how we're gonna make the zombie attacks as effective as possible but i don't think they did it was literally just almost like a mindless walking killer like yeah they were super Michael slow Myers and just yeah I don't know, like, I just think with that, you need to say, let's get the horror spot on, and then then it makes everything else so much more effective then, because it's, then it really does pull the rug out from under yeah. you, so if suddenly there's a scene where there's something intense and something really scary happening, and then they pull out and it's them all having a party, mm. I think that makes it a lot more fun, I think then your kind of deconstruction of it becomes so much more yeah. impressive. And I think that's where it, where it kind of, for me, like that's where it falls down ultimately. Now, I know James is probably going to be listening to this thinking, what the hell are these talking about? So <laughs> we'll just, maybe we'll record. He can he can edit in his uh, responses <laughs> later. Um, no, like I said, I I think it's it's good, but is it great? Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, you know, actually as well, the, so going back to like, was it trying to be a horror or was it trying to be something else? The, I think the most tense part in the movie for me was when they meet the guy at the gas station. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, this guy's going to play a big part. Mordecai, today. isn't it? Yeah, Mordecai, I think. Yeah, Mordy, yeah. as you were calling him on, yeah. the, on the phone. And they end up making fun <laughs> of him. But, like, he, at that point in the film, I was like, oh, what's this guy going to do? Like, yeah. Is he going to follow them? Is he going to be is he going to be, like, a major player in this? Because it kind of sets him up like that. They go to the gas station, he tells them, but see, you know. I think that's why some of the funny, the jokes based on him actually are funnier because 
you took people took him seriously. Yeah. People were like, oh, maybe he's not part of that. You just thought he was just a creepy, yeah. pretty much a creepy guy who may or may not come back. Mm. And then when they he comes back into it and they start joking about him being on speakerphone, it's funnier because you saw him as a scary character, and yeah. then so that's a deconstruct, that's a proper deconstruction. So mm. you construct them as this this proper scary character and then you're deconstructing him as making him a comedic character. I think that's why that joke is effective and that's yeah. why the horror is effective for him. So I think ex- I think you're hundred percent right in that regard. Yeah. Uh, it's they could have done that throughout the whole film and they mm. didn't. I think it just lost the run of itself at some point. Yeah. Um there was t- it was trying to do too much, I think. Yeah. But again, yeah, I, I like I still I did enjoy the film. It was a good it was fun to watch. It just it didn't hit any marks for anything specific it was just it had a lot of tropes it was trying to deconstruct stuff as you say and it was funny like about a lot of times uh and it just kind of it was a good popcorn movie yeah it's see like i said i loved i think anyway the first third has that mordecai scene the first third has the first time they're in the the facility and then the first time you meet the characters mm. and it is interesting because like i said they kind of flip certain people on their head so like chris hemsworth's character is smart and then she's not a virgin, but she's supposed to be the virgin, mm. you know. And then also you have just Bradley Whifford and Richard Tank. It's funny. And then the middle, whatever. But then the final act where they just say, right, this is where we get to go crazy. And that's where I think they wanted to get to. It was kind of like, okay, the setup needs to be needs to be good. So they get that right. Mm. And then they say the final act needs to be good because it's going to be batshit crazy. Yeah. But the problem is in the middle, I think they said, right, let's just get through the middle so we can have our crazy yeah. final third, which really does work. I, I actually love the final third kind of, again, they turn it on your head where you're kind of thinking, yeah. these are these are actually perpetrating the horror films that we watch. But then suddenly they're part of a horror, the horror film themselves. Yeah. Like So that, that works so well, but... Again, I think the middle parts. I don't think there's anything particularly memorable about that. And I think that's where the mem- you should have a lot of the, yeah, the tension, a lot of the, the scares, a lot of the silences, a lot of everything should be there. Like the stillness should be there, so you can, the craziness has that much more of an impact. You know, where mm. like you know, that that moment when you say, okay, fine, I can breathe now because they're getting away. Yeah. So when they go underground, you should be like, I can breathe now, I can breathe now, and then yeah. it goes crazy again. But do you think if they had it done that, like if they had it focused on more? pure sort of like tense horror like or even like psychological tension that it would have just it would have been too jarring maybe yeah because then they would have went to the facility and it would have been like oh look at fuck there's all these other monsters like Mm. and it kind of it might have been well i i think i you you, i probably i know people would say that as well like so i i know you're not the only who thinks that but i just think the first third does a good job of setting it up yeah where i think oh yeah well if the first i think the first third is great and you think why didn't they just go more kind of that style with where Mordecai? So then, when the jokes start coming in the final third, or when the the rug starts getting pulled out, it mm. really it really makes you laugh. It really affects you because you're thinking, oh, this is great because they're really pretty much taking the yeah. piss of everything they've did, they've done. Where whereas I think they just kind of the horror was almost an afterthought, and I think when it's a deconstruction of horror, that should be at the forefront of your mind. Yeah. Like if you see something like um. Like Shaun of the Dead is a good example because I think as a as a zombie film it works really well. Like it makes sense for these characters to go to the pub because it's safe and because it's secure and also there's guns behind the yeah behind the, the bar. bar. Yeah. And then also on the, as a character be it works so well because that's what he needs to get over going to the pub. Whereas here the horror is literally just it's kind of part of the machine, part of a cog in the machine to get to the third act, which yeah. I love, and I love the first act. I just think the second act lets it down so much yeah. because I think they set up this almost like Pixar-like idea. 
Like I can imagine Pixar making a film where they where they talk about horror films and they have to do this pretty much Monsters Inc. They did it yeah. where they, they have to create scares, they have to create screams to mm-hmm. power. That's kind of where they, that 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 idea is clever. If I if I'm saying that's an idea that reminds you of Pixar, you know that idea that machination is incredibly clever it's mm. just i think you need to use the the middle third a little bit better than they did more effectively anyway yeah that's why i think if they had the if they kind of thrown out the the idea of trying to scare people and just went with let's throw more creatures at them um, yeah it makes the middle as react. ridiculous yeah yes yeah, so. would you not think then some fatigue might set in by the, the crazy third act when mm. all the monsters are attacking the people in the facility if you did it right, I don't think so. Because they didn't have to allude to... They could have been a bit more secretive about still what the facility was and, and how many monsters they actually had. Yeah. Where, like, let's say they bring out the zombies first because they, they activate the, the thing uh, for the zombies. And then they kill all the zombies because they're, they're like, zombies, like, who who's afraid yeah, of zombies? Yeah, everyone else had to kill these. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they go... The guys in the facility go, okay, well, let's, let's ramp it up a bit and let's bring out something a little bit more effective. They bring out, like, maybe like i said the wolfman already but something like that that's it's fast it's strong it's completely opposite to zombies and it's hard to kill yeah and then they have to get away from that and then they find the elevator and then it's revealed to the audience that like oh shit there's fucking they Mm. have hundreds of these things see i think this is where we differ you don't think it you think it should have been crazy in the middle and crazy and yeah i think it should have been set up scary crazy that's that's where i would have liked to because i think if you're throwing that much, then I think it doesn't have the same impact when all the monsters are thrown at the screen yeah. in, in the final third. I, like, I, I take your point, I think, to make the the second act more interesting, it would be better. But I think, for me, second act, if they had said, if they had said, let's get Wes Craven to direct this second this second act and pretend we, we'll, we'll tell him the first act doesn't exist in the third act. So you, you mm-hmm. just have to do this middle part. How much more effective would it have been? You know, that's where yeah. I think it comes down to. And I like, I do like um, Drew Goddard, and I like Joss Whedon to an extent. Yeah. My problem with Joss Whedon, now you might disagree. I know James would disagree with, but I think a lot of his characters can sometimes sound the same. So I think every character is. Yeah, his, every character. He's, he's got a very uh, distinct writing style. Yeah. I think, the, I think everyone is... kind of shares his voice, and it doesn't yeah. matter if they're male, female, old, young. They all kind of share Joss Whedon's voice, and it wor- it can work. It can work in small doses, I think, which is why I think his TV shows are probably more accessible than his mm. films can be. But like, if you see, for example, the Avengers, a lot every character is suddenly full of wit, full of jokes, full yeah. of kind of reference, and you're thinking this like it doesn't drive at me. And and with this film again, everyone kind of is the same. Yeah, they're thing. all riffing yeah. off each other. Like, mm. um, yeah, it's true. It's the same with like Buffy and. Um, even Angel, Firefly, Firefly yeah, yeah it's, it's very similar uh, in how the characters interact with each other okay so so like forgetting the the horror and the the thriller and whatever the movie is actually supposed to be like what did you think of the actual facility itself and the oh I loved the, it yeah the facility was great I loved the um I, like even the title card I know I love that yeah. I love I, lo- I, lo- I just love the juxtaposition I suppose but that's why I think it's a film about juxtaposition. So you're watching this, and then you're watching a horror film. Watching this, watching a horror film, and then suddenly, no, they're pretty much they're both they're both combined, and that's what makes that so much more insane. But yeah, yeah, I love that scene. I lo- I pretty much any scene with Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins, I really really enjoyed. Yeah, um, I 
those two are fucking they were a great pairing like yeah. really good casting for those two characters yeah and i love them um, i do love there's certain things i i just think there's a lot of really clever things like i love when they're watching ones from other countries and they've got their own type of horror yeah the like japanese the one, japanese yeah. one for example but i think they have other countries as well but i can't remember which ones they are but i love the fact that everyone has to every country has to have a facility like it's almost like it's like a civil service job where yeah. everyone has to do this job and it has to fit in with whatever they have. So you can imagine in Ireland, for example, it would be like banshees, it would be leprechauns. leprechauns. Be, yeah, <laughs> and I think that's, that's funny. I, I like yeah. that. But again, I think there's a lot. It's very smart, but then I just think it's not as smart because if it was really smart, I think it would have got the horror spot on. Yeah. But as a comedy, so what about that? How do you think, how funny do you think it is? I think it is. It's quite funny, and that's what I was expecting from it. From the like the the title card from the beginning, the way they set it up for me anyway was that I was like, "This is going to be a comedy." Like, like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a satire like on on the horror genre, but I, I do think they tried to be too clever at certain points, and it it did kind of dilute it a bit for me. Like, and it's um like I still enjoyed it, but one of the things that really I think it could have done without was revealing who the who the people controlling it where like they didn't have to oh, mention like that they were gods, the gods or that yeah. they were i think they should have left that a mystery it kind of made it ambiguous but then i think yeah. people would have automatically just said it's the audience and i don't i think they wanted i think they wanted to be like no 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 because we're trying to be like this is a horror film within yeah. a horror film i think that's what yeah. they're their well, ultimate goal i think that would have that would have achieved it mm. more like it would have made it more meta if if that yeah, you don't know who the people were supposed to be, and then the audience would have been left guessing. Was it like, yeah. are we the ones supposed to be the ones controlling? But it, or well, was it, it is like I do think it's a film. It's a film that wants to have its cake and eat it too, and mm. that's that's why they can have stuff like stupid gas because they still want to adhere to certain horror rules, but they don't want to say can we write this in such a way where if we had to actually think about a way if we were working in a facility, and we can't just give stupid guys how are we going to separate them how are we going to yeah. get them to split up yeah but they don't have to do it to say we'll just release a stupid guy yeah. i think that's what kind of i think like i think that's okay like from for me yeah, watching yeah. It anyway i thought that was fine like i could buy into that that it, they had to control them somehow and yeah they had this massive facility that had been going on for god knows how long um mm. so they, they come up with all their ideas and ways to make people do what they wanted them to do it was almost like this was like a, a self-contained set movie set almost that they had built purposely yeah to be able to control people and the fact that they uh so you see in the first scene the or the sorry the first scene where you where you see all the kids together when they drive off in the van your man's on the roof and he's like you know targeted yeah, whatever yeah. on the way or has left the nest I, at that point, I was like, "Oh, what's like? What, what's happening? <laughs> who's, who's this guy? What, what's going on? Is this related to the facility? It has to be like, and that was great. Like, I love that that kind of stuff and just the 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 kind of like the jovialness of everybody in the facility, like mm. so happy about doing their job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're gonna kill people, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and having a party and all, yeah. yeah. And the betting pool is great. The well, betting yeah. pool is class. But like, like, I love the the office based stuff. The facility based stuff is great. I just um. Because they're able to just release stupid, it's like, we'll just press this button, we'll just press... I wish there was a lot more behind it, so mm. if they had to split them up, there's a lot more top process going beyond, or yeah. if they need something to happen, there's a lot more top process. Yeah. I would have loved... Like, but maybe that's just because it would have meant more scenes with Bradley Whitford and yeah. Amy Acker and Richard Jenkins. Yeah. But I think that's, again, on a selfish level. They're the ones I really wanted mm. to see. But then it's like, I suppose, 
with the Kevin the Woods crew, like any good horror film, you want to see them die, so you don't particularly care about the characters. I think that's kind of yeah. But then I don't know if that's the point. I don't know if that's the point they were trying to make because they did try and make uh, Chris Hemsworth, for example, a little bit more interesting than the Jock. They tried to make the yeah. uh, lead Dana more because she was she wasn't just like a virginal kind of yeah you know dove pretty much true so that's where i'm kind of confused about what what exactly they were trying to do with the it's again it's middle third is always going to be my sticking points like what exactly were you trying to do with the characters then because i don't know i just feel like as a horror film it just doesn't work you know yeah so at that point i'm thinking where do i put it then is it comedy is it horror is it sci-fi mm. could you call it sci-fi there's elements of it like because when those gods come in and the massive hand at the end yeah. pretty much that's when I'm thinking oh this is a bit yeah if that's what I think it could have done without like it would have been so if, if they were going for pure mystery meta, yeah. let's say and meta like the taking down the horror genre and making things funny that air of mystery would have added another dimension to the the film like it would have or another layer even let's say that people just were kind of they they showed the monsters, you knew what was happening, you knew there was this facility, but you didn't know why it was there or why this had to happen. Like, I think that if, if they had left that open, it would have been way more effective. And I would have, I still would have enjoyed it either way, I think, but I would have been left questioning. It would have le- left a like, greater impact on you, maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there would have been a lot more theories around it. And, but and I suppose you can, still, you can still read it as those gods being us, the audience, yeah. you know, because oh, I know, yeah, you can, I know there's plenty of think pieces on it. But I think they wanted to just say, they trick people thinking, oh, oh, this is kind of funny. This is like a, mm. just them commenting on it. The horror is happening to them and we're watching it. Yeah. And then the horror comes to the facility and that's when, that's where they, that's where their joke came from. And then it was kind of like yeah. the end of the world was pretty much helping you top that. Yeah. Like you said, though, it tried to have his cake and eat it. And mm. it, I think it tried to do too much. In, in one short film yeah um, and it is short like it, an hour yeah, and 35 I exactly think, it's not even that long what about the the on-screen kills did you enjoy any of the on-screen kills in particular or deaths there was nothing spectacular about them I, I like Bradley Whitford's purity because the Murman got him but yeah actually again, it, that wasn't, was, it wasn't spectacular to see I suppose but uh that was definitely the, the most memorable one like and that actually at that point in the film I was like ah oh, the Merman yeah. got to see him that's awesome did you like yeah. do you know what what about this as well like this is nothing really to do with the film's quality but do you think they should have given away the force fields with the bird already on the film or do you think it would that have... yeah that for me at the in the beginning I was like ah that's a bit stupid yeah. why did they do that but um, I wouldn't have minded if if they left that out and Chris Hemsworth dies on the force field because yeah. then it would be really like oh we're really screwed then you yeah. know that's why yeah if they had left that out at the beginning and then when they're coming back through because it would have set up the whole idea of the the tunnel yeah you would have been like why are they why what's the tunnel all about like why yeah. did they have to blow it up can they not just you know cross that canyon yeah and then yeah if they didn't show that in the beginning and they had alluded to this being like a self-contained sort of yeah. area but you wouldn't no one's assuming oh it's a force field and then I think it would have been a lot funnier to see, yeah, to see the hero pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. it was still funny to see yeah. it happen but you knew it was going to yeah. happen and that's it takes away from mm. the, the impact of it I suppose which is almost the problem with the film in general I think yeah. you kind of know oh I know where this is going to go now because like I said I think once you get to that now don't get me wrong the the whole monsters attacking all is great but you you know I think where this is going to go then you're going to eventually get to oh who is controlling this and that's i think you're i think you you don't like that but i i don't think they could go without they needed to kind of 
meet their maker, so to speak. Yeah, I think I exp- I wanted a different film. The way it was set up for me, like I keep saying, like at the beginning, it, it set it up as a as a comedy for me. I was waiting for these people to die. I wanted to see them die in fun ways because <laughs> yeah. these guys are That's controlling what, yeah, it. Yeah. And like I was like, yeah, cool. Who's gonna die next, and how are they gonna die? And it didn't. It didn't have enough impact on on those deaths. Like your man, the stoner guy, gets like stabbed in the back by the the little girl zombie. Was it the little girl? Oh no, he's about to, and yeah. then Chris Hemsworth tackles him. He yeah, he gets pulled out the window later, and then yeah, he does get stabbed yeah. as well. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth dies in the force field. The black guy gets a hook pretty much or something in his back, and the girl yeah. is cut in half. That's the they're the they're the deaths yeah. that you see on screen, I think. But I, it really annoyed me when the stoner dude got so he gets stabbed like with a giant knife in the back which probably should have paralyzed him at least and it, it didn't come through to the other side either so again that pissed me off because it was a huge <laughs> knife and you see him get stabbed in the back but then later on he's running around like there's nothing wrong with him after getting like and maybe it's just because it's, it's maybe it's the weed maybe it's yeah. horror film maybe you know it's yeah. that's what I, but i agree i think it's never even really referred to whereas i think yeah they're, they kind of refer to the the tropes and they refer to this. Surely someone should say, how the hell are you walking? You yeah. know, like there should be something there. You should be in a lot of pain yeah. right now. <laughs> but like, they, don't ever really, um, they don't ever really refer to, to yeah. that. But like, again, I think it just comes down to them saying, I think they wanted to deconstruct a horror film. I don't think they wanted to make a horror film. And I think yeah. that's where it comes down to. And I think, and that's fine. Like it is, I think it's a deconstruction. It's great. I just think it's a horror film. It's not, it's not great. And I think as a comedy film, it's not great. So I'm just finding a hard word place it on this list. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't really categorize it. Um Which like that's not necessarily a bad thing, don't get me wrong. It's mm. just I'm thinking I suppose the ultimate question like if someone was to say to you, Oh, what horror films do I need to see? Would this be on the list? No, that was a horror film. So what about as a comedy? As a comedy yeah. I would I would put it closer to comedy than yeah done horror uh, or even thriller or mystery as it claims to be like there's no mystery in this film at all because <laughs> they just they fucking every time they're setting setting up any sort of mystery they reveal what it was mm. but I, I actually like how bold that is yeah. like i don't i don't mind how bold it is i think the mystery came for people that hadn't seen the film because they yeah. assume it's just going to be a certain way but I, I think it's fine. I think it is fine to be as bold as they are in the first, third, and the second. I think it, mm. it's a good bookend because it's bold at the beginning, bold at the end. Yeah. I just, I, I know I keep going back to it, but I just wish the middle was a little bit more bold or a little bit more yeah. daring than what it was. And actually, one thing as well that I didn't mention earlier that, that I noticed and that really bothered me, again about Marty, the stoner, was that he catches on like way too fast like early mm. on in the movie like to what's actually happening and like they are, the rest of them think that you know he's just being paranoid and whatever else but he wasn't given enough clues to what the the situation that they're in for I him to have such an understanding of what was going on or what he believed pretty was going much on. he's just paranoid so yeah he's right you know you yeah. know that's it yeah but he was he's just no, so specific yeah he had no like, reason to be right it's just that oh in normal in normal life he's paranoid anyway so of course yeah. But then it's like, like you said, there is no clues or hints or for him to get it that quickly. Yeah. I think you're right. I do think it's almost instant. He knows there's something different or something wrong because yeah. he starts mentioning people acting differently. Now, but that's the thing. Yeah. You said you didn't mind the stupid guys. The reason is because he's the only one who's not getting the stupid guys. Yeah. Whereas if Chris Andrew did, he might be able to say, why are you acting like this? But mm-hmm. unfortunately, he doesn't smoke weed every day like Marty. And yeah. But that's what I mean. Like I think the, the writers can kind of say it 
can say, oh, it's funny when they have these holes, these holes in a horror film. How would we fill them? But then they have their own holes, yeah. and it's based off the horror kind of element of it. So it's just one of those things. I suppose you have to kind of live with. Where? How would you view horror films in any way? Are you a fan? Uh, I'm not a huge like. I don't seek out horror films, but I'll watch them if they're, you know, if I, if I think it's gonna be a good film. Like I, I prefer like psychological horrors to to like jump scares slashers and, and slashers yeah. and stuff like but I, I still I also love like monster horrors like stuff that doesn't not necessarily take itself too seriously but you know like almost like a B movie kind yeah, of yeah B, yeah, B movie horrors I'd say like Evil Dead like one of my favourite films like mm. uh, like the Evil Dead trilogy in general like Pretty it just gets more ridiculous the as it Cabin goes in on. the Woods yeah. film really um, I, but even with Evil Dead like that still has scares in it like the yeah. first film is fucking terrifying yeah <laughs> but that's what i love like, that's I, but yeah. that doesn't make the funny parts any less funny in no. fact i think it makes them funnier and that's yeah. all i have that's where my whole problem comes with this film if if they really said let's make this horror i mean the best horror we possibly can how much funnier would it be than when bradley whifford or richard jenkins says something funny off mm-hmm. when they're watching what's happening like i think that's where they really kind of let themselves down yeah. that's where my my for me anyway that's where they let themselves down but yeah and there was some great moments as well. There's the the one where they're going down in the lift, and you start seeing the the different monsters. Oh yeah, that they like have. Hellraiser or Pinhead, yeah. but he's like Sawhead. Yeah, <laughs> like Sawhead. Yeah, uh, he has a name. I actually I should have wrote them down because I afterwards I went and looked up like all the monsters that appear in the film and like where they came from because most of them you could recognize. But there was a few that there's a lot of references to to games or other movies or like old horror films like there's there's deadites like on the on the yeah. board yeah the back like you there's see, like, like mole- and there's like molesting tr- angry trees yeah angry molesting tree yeah. which is like evil dead yeah. there's uh like obviously the aquaman there was the werewolf there was like the killer clown yeah. reference in it i suppose i love uh, that, that, that no that's one thing i do i love if there if there was a sequel to cabin the woods somehow even though the world end but yeah. if there was it could literally be you could have a merman in one, or you yeah, could have merman killer. You could have killer clowns in another. I think that I think that's funny, and I love um. You know when they they go down to the basement and everyone just starts picking up random items. Yeah, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, they're so close to getting uh, whatever Pinhead is called. And it's yeah. just because thing, or isn't that where he says, "Oh, he's so close to merman." Because yeah. he has like a, a shell or something. He had the it? conch shell. Yeah, yeah. the conch. I love. <laughs> he had the conch uh, in his head. But that's when that's when I I think you're right about because uh, Marty starts saying, uh, "No, don't read it. Don't read it." We have no reason for him to not say that. But right. then, if if he had said, like even then, if you're going to be as meta about it, why didn't he just say, "I've too, I've seen too many horror films. This isn't a good idea." Exactly. Yeah. Or just even just that, like then I would have been like, "Okay, fair enough." They could have still done it, but at least give me a reason why he's nervous. It, like let him be aware of horror films existing let someone be the randy almost not even like and i don't want it to be that that obvious where randy isn't scream where he's literally putting out the rules but someone's saying this is too like yeah friday the 13th this is too like this you know and that's that that would be fine like i'm not saying someone he has to be an expert in horror films but yeah he's i need i need to they need to give me a better reason why he's able to be clued in that quickly and yeah other, other than fucking weed yeah <laughs> it's like it doesn't automatically make you a fucking a philosopher yeah. or uh, understand the whole world but i suppose there's not do you have much else then to add to the argument or um what else did i like there was so i did i did really like the monsters and i, I already i already said it like i wanted to see more of them and, and more happen and i think the 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 final act is just they just throw all the monsters out they they let them like run right in the facility, and I would have liked to have seen a few more of them up close, or like have yeah. have more screen time. 
and it was a letdown for me just because I wanted to see them but I did I still like seeing what you were given glimpses of and I loved seeing the other facilities what was oh, happening yeah, like yeah. in Berlin in, in Japan and, and the other countries and I was I was reading afterwards that the, I think the scene in Berlin uh, or one of the countries anyway is actually a, a shot from like Dante's Peak <laughs> and there's another one that's a scene from another movie yeah so there's lots of like really small details like kind of yeah. reference in other films and stuff I love the betting on the on who was going to die or what monsters were going to come yeah. out like I actually I went back again after the film and looked at like what was written on the board because I wanted to see what monsters they had because yeah. you couldn't see them all from the when they were going down the elevator when it pulls out and you see yeah. all the different cubes I love the just the the, the, the two characters and what are they called again? The, the two guys in the facility. Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins, anyway. They're yeah, just... their character names were Holden and Sitterson. No, Sitterson and Hadley, sorry. Those two guys were amazing. Like, yeah. I, I, the dynamic between the two of them and how little care they had. Like, they, they understood the, the kind of the size of the, the, necessity, the task. Yeah, the necessity of, of what they had to do. Yeah. And they didn't seem phased by it. There was only one point, actually, that he seemed phased by it. I think it was Hadley, where you're one... She's getting killed by the well on the pier. She's on the pier, yeah, or the little jetty, and you're the guy is like, like hacking her with the his fucking saw thing. And she still lives, but he's like he kind of has a moment of reflection. He's like, oh, you know, kind of wonder for yeah. Yeah, I wonder what she could have done. She's so clever or whatever. Yeah, if she wasn't getting killed, what could have happened to her? I don't get how she becomes so. Well, no, maybe she, to be fair, now she's not actually the one who leads. It's Marty who leads. Yeah, you know, or whatever, but. Um, I suppose she is she's just the final girl she's supposed to yeah. she's supposed to be the one who lives or dies last that's uh-huh. as simple as but I, that's where I think um, it, it kind of does I think it plays to a horror crowd it plays to someone who likes horror films it plays yeah. to people that like slashers it plays to people like Joss Whedon but I think to a general crowd that's why that's why I'd put something like Scream above it because that plays so well to a general crowd mm-hmm. because a general audience can watch that and still get scared and still understand the references. Now, I do think there are a lot more signposted in Scream, like the references mm-hmm. or the, the literally what they're commenting on is being commented on by a character in the film. Yeah. And I don't really do that in this film. And that's, I mean, that's, that's good and that's admirable. But I think unless you're a big horror film fan, I don't know what you're going to get out of that. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like I, just, I feel like they that's why they have to put in the whole gods at the end like they need the audience to understand yeah this is what we're doing this is how it works yeah maybe that's what kind of led them to kind of do that yeah because i i do it does some of the bits do feel forced or just kind of tacked on and because they had a whole thing going with the like the what was it the whore the athlete the the, the scholar the fool and the virgin like yeah. the the five characters like i was like that's really cool like yeah. that's a, it is a horror trope mm. but it's cool that they're working it into that world that yeah. they need these five specific kind of archetypes to to die in a certain order and you see like the blood flowing down like when they uh, when one dies like he pulls the lever yeah. and the blood comes down i was like that's cool it's a real like ancient ritual and it alludes to something like grander very early on and again like that's why i think it kills it for me at the end that they reveal yeah you just wanted the ambiguity they, yeah, yeah i wanted it to be like oh what the fuck who why are they sac- yeah. why are they sacrificing these people why does this have to happen i wanted that mystery but still see all the kind of b-movie horror characters like that that popped up throughout the film so yeah, it's just, it's a weird film. So It's I'm, a fun film, but it's weird. It <laughs> tries to do a lot in a short space of time. And doesn't, it? I think it achieves two thirds of it. And that's where I come down on this. So I suppose we're not going to have closing arguments here like we had to with Heat. So mm. are you putting this 
on the list or not? No, I, w- I wouldn't put it on the list. And I'm very surprised that it is on the list, to be honest. Yeah. I don't, like, I know that that the 1001 movies to watch before you die, like, the list is curated by a whole lot of editors and critics, critics and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I, I'd love to find out why. Like, I'd love to be in the room with those guys or whatever yeah. way they put this book together or the list together and understand why they would put a movie like that on it and when Scream does it way better it is on the or, list it is Scream on the list, on this, yeah. but I think but, that's where I kind of where, where it falls for me is I say if you're going to see a deconstruction of a horror film and you can only watch one before you die yeah I pick Scream over this mm. And I'm not like I said. I don't think that's. I don't think that's a particular slight to this film because, like I said, I actually really did enjoy it. Mm. I just didn't love it, and I think they got the horror wrong. And if, yeah. if you're gonna deconstruct the horror, you should at least construct a decent horror within it. Yeah. Well, maybe we're being too harsh or like narrow-minded with that, though. Like, should it doesn't necessarily have to be true a horror film that yeah. you watch before you die. But like, we're kind of looking at it from the point that you know, do you need to see this film before you die? Like, are regardless of what genre it is, um, is it worth your time like in it, for a thousand and one movies that you must see is that something that you should watch and i don't think it is like it's it's a good film but there's better films that that would deserve to be on that list that i think like you should you should definitely see this if you're a fan of film and it's you've only got you can only watch a thousand and one films yeah. in your life this doesn't necessarily this, this doesn't to be, need yeah. to be there yeah yeah i'm sure james is going to be cursing us now next week but sure can you do yeah yeah I, I can't wait to hear his thoughts actually on it um, maybe we'll have him we'll let him chime in next week for a, a few minutes at the end of the show next week's show yeah um, i'd be interested to hear what other people have to say as well because it does seem to be a film that people love or hate like or well, actually no not love or hate because i haven't heard anybody say they hate it but i have heard a lot of people say like they love this film or it's like oh this this was amazing like wait till you see the twist at the end and i was you were just surprised that you didn't have the same reaction yeah i didn't yeah. i didn't so get that me, it's weird as well i because i do know a lot of people that love this film yeah and how how can people get in contact with us and to let us know about what their thoughts on this film are yeah um, and please do so like you can Contact us obviously on the website before you die podcast.com on Twitter or at before you die pod. You can also leave a note on comment. a comment on iTunes. But like if you want to actually have a conversation about this, I recommend the, the website um, or Twitter and we'll we'll talk over Twitter as well. But yeah, I really want to hear people's so thoughts. I, I yeah. want to know why people like it so much or why they think it should be on the list. Like, so get involved, yeah, do. And what's next week's show? Uh, so next week is Boys in the Hood. From the woods to the hood. From the woods to the hood. And another film I've only seen, I think I've only seen it once. I'm nearly sure I've only seen it once. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it again. I can't even remember it really, to be honest. Like, I know what it is. Uh, I think I, I know the, the parody film more than I know the... Oh, Don't Be a Menace? Don't Be a Menace yeah. in said Central while drinking juice in the hood. Is that? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it made the list, Craig. <laughs> so, Unfortunately. So for next week then, Boys in the Hood... We will see you then. We'll wave the microphone just like James does. Goodbye. That's a terrible synopsis.